It's Thursday, the 13th of April, and this is the Dutch News Podcast, your weekly chance to catch up with what's been going on here in the Netherlands. I'm Paul Peters, Dutch News Senior Panda Correspondent, and with me today are Gordon Derek, Dutch News Easter Events Easter Bunny, and Molly Quell, our soon-to-be US Correspondent. Molly, you are preparing to uh, leave uh, the Netherlands? Yes, I will very, very soon be our US correspondent in about 12 hours. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, we're flying into Atlanta, and then we're going to have a road trip and drive the whole way to New York City. So The yeah. full US experience. Uh, a decent chunk of the US experience, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. And we'll be gone for three weeks. So, But we have a lovely fill-in for me, which I, we're all very excited about. Leslie, our uh, producer slash stalker slash other person <laughs> awkwardly sitting yeah. in this room right now, <laughs> going to be uh, filling in so we'll have another friendly voice yes to counterbalance you too (laughs) this week we'll update you on the latest coalition news we'll say farewell to amsterdam beer bikes and we'll welcome two new immigrants to the country this week we don't have a discussion instead we'll tell you something about us because we would like our listeners to get to know us better but mainly because we just like to talk uh, about ourselves well molly does particularly yeah Yeah, molly does about herself not about our (laughs) No, no no not about me our top story this week, uh, they finally arrived, uh, Xingya and Wenyu, the giant pandas from China that from now on will call the Auerhans Park Zoo in Rhene their home. A special KLM cargo Boeing 747 landed Thursday evening at Schiphol Airport, where the pandas were welcomed by hundreds of journalists, dignitaries and school children from Rhene, all suffering panda fever, which has clearly become a national pandemic. After that, they were transported to the zoo in a motorcade of press presidential proportions. It will be another month, however, before we can see uh, Xingya and Wenyu in their new home because Dutch immigration law means they will be kept in quarantine for the first month. So this has been the result of like 16 years of... Um... 16 years of uh, lobbying. Uh, three prime ministers uh, uh, worked tirelessly to get the pandas uh, to the Netherlands and eventually the king, uh, it was the king that uh, managed to, uh, to get them sent to the Netherlands when in 2015 he was in, at a state visit to China and then the, the Chinese president offered them to uh, to his majesty. Oh, good to see the king owning his keep anyway. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and there's all kinds of terms and conditions come with these pandas, right? Is yeah. one of those terms and conditions that they have to do the embarkering courses? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you can teach them. Uh, I will be the panda you tutor. Can, yeah, yeah, the panda tutor. Uh, but indeed, there is a long list of requirements and demands by the Chinese government. Uh, for example, the uh, zoo had to invest 7 million euros into this special panda enclosure and uh, there were uh, Chinese inspectors sent over to uh, check them and and, and these uh, inspectors uh, called the uh, panda enclosure the most impressive and most beautiful enclosure they had ever seen. That's amazing because uh, I think about two years ago um, Edinburgh Zoo got two pandas as well uh, from the Chinese government and I think they sent an inspector over and he said that the, zoo, the panda enclosure in Edinburgh was the most beautiful and impressive <laughs> he'd ever seen in the whole world. So I think it, <laughs> well now, uh, now it's been So my favorite statistic from the story is how much bamboo pandas eat 500 kilograms a week 
And also that apparently there's only one bamboo supplier in the whole of the Netherlands. Yeah, so, so this is a good, uh, good yeah. week for him. Yes. So somebody's really cashed in an opportunity there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And that supplier, it's, it's called Bamboo Giant. Uh, it's in Brabant. And they also supplied the Berlin and Vienna Zoo with, uh, uh, with bamboo. So they are very happy with, yeah. uh, with this new... Because uh, I was thinking actually this morning, what did they do with all those industrial quantities of bamboo before the pandas came? Yeah, well, yeah. they sent so. it to Berlin and to Vienna. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, the, the Chinese official sent a special bamboo menu to this supplier uh, because uh, every panda has its specific type of bamboo that he or she likes so uh, 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 very snobby uh, snobby animals these pandas but yeah. I guess if you're so cute you can uh, pull that off <laughs> Talks to form the next Dutch government have been put on hold while Groen Link's leader Jesse Klaver uh, can attend to his mother who was rushed to hospital on Wednesday morning Klaver later told Edith Kippers who's chairing the negotiations that his mother was in a serious condition his predecessor as leader, Bram van Oyek, stood in for him during Wednesday's coalition talks and the negotiations will resume after the Easter break on Tuesday. Yes, and uh, van Oyek had a little uh, Brexit moment. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's, uh, up until now they've had um, uh, uh, absolute radio silence in these talks and uh, there's been no news leaking out, but as soon as uh, Bram van Oyek uh, stood in for Jesse Klaver, he, was, um, he, he managed to walk into the negotiations uh, clutching a document all about um, the uh, threat to uh, national defence, which he was carrying on one arm in clear view of all the waiting photographers. Yeah, and what was on these uh, documents? Uh, it said something about uh, what's the um, uh, it's like an assessment of the terror threat. In the, in the and then a right picture there. of Putin, yeah. right? And a picture of, yes, yeah. like a photograph of Vladimir Putin, yeah. I don't know how those two um, topics could possibly be conflated. But. I have no idea. Yeah. But also he, uh, he got a yeah, it caused a bit of a dust-up because he's been leaking uh, details to the media, sort of breaking Rota's radio silence. Yeah, he came out and uh, said quite cheerfully that uh, all the parties uh, wanted to spend more money on the defence budget, oh, which wow. you wouldn't think was a Kuhn Link's uh, priority particularly, but apparently... No, yeah, indeed. Yeah. That's uh, surprising. So yeah. uh, so he uh, uh, leaked a document uh, well, he showed, a, he showed a document. He, show, yeah. he showed the document. Yeah, he showed the front page, the cover uh, page of the document. Yeah, yeah, it was. I don't think it was intentional. It was just no. sort of idiotic. It's one of those things you see a lot. You see, you see a lot more in Britain. Actually, ministers walking around uh, with a sort of a, an, um, a yeah. dossier under their arm and uh, the, the covers in clear view, and all the photographers take pictures of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then they the, analyze secrets out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they should just start printing up uh, for all the politicians like a generic grocery list that they can put on top. <laughs> so it's yeah. just like, oh well, uh, the the Links leader today needs to get bread and milk from the grocery store yeah. on his way home. Or maybe they, should, they just use a picture of Vladimir Putin for everything. The oh, one yeah. with yeah. the clown makeup that yeah. Vladimir Putin <laughs> photo for Or a thing. bamboo menu. There we go. Yeah. Oh, see, that's even <laughs> yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but uh, Edith Skipper seems to think that the talks are going fairly well so far. She? Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but they are missing uh, Jesse Klaver now, so mm. uh, they have to uh, uh, wait until his mother gets better, and uh, then they can uh, continue with the negotiations. Yeah. Well, we hope his mother uh, recovers quickly. Yeah, we wish her well. People in Turkey are heading to the polls on April 16th for a referendum on widening the constitutional powers of President Recep Tayyip Erdogan. The referendum there has had some far-reaching consequences, including a diplomatic incident shortly before the Dutch elections in March, during which the Turkish Minister for Family Affairs was escorted to the German border and riots broke out in Rotterdam. So there's been like two sort of Turkish-related pieces of news this week. Um, there's a number of Turkish-Dutch nas dual nationals who are being detained in Turkey. Um, at least 20 have requested help from the Dutch consulate in Turkey. So so they can't come back to the Netherlands? Yeah, so mm. these, are, these are Dutch people who are holding Dutch and Turkish passports who have traveled to Turkey 
Turkey, mostly it seems for, you know, family to see family or for holidays or whatever. And now they are being detained in Turkey and are not allowed mm. to return. Mm. It seems also most of these people have been uh, uh, critical of the Erdogan government. So yeah. there's some allegations that it's politically motivated. Yeah. And some have had their assets frozen, I believe, as well. Their yeah. savings accounts have been, you know, have been blocked. So. Right. Yeah. So it's a bit of a, a row with that. And Fatima Betul Sayan Kaya, the Turkish Minister for Family Affairs, is planning to take legal action against the Dutch government for her treatment during the incident in Rotterdam. She was the one who was escorted mm. back to the German And border. the international court is uh, based in The Hague. Yes. Uh, which is quite convenient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is quite yeah. convenient yeah. indeed. But she's going to go first through the Dutch courts, I think. Yeah. yeah. yeah, because, um, uh, oh. yeah because the mayor of Rotterdam, Ahmed Abu Talib, declared her a, an unwanted uh, foreigner or illegal alien. Yeah, she was on her way to speak at a pro-Erdogan rally in, in Rotterdam when she was detained. The reason mm. that she was going is because the originally scheduled foreign minister had his landing rights for his plane <laughs> revoked. So he was unable to attend. So she was in Germany and drove over from there and then was turned away and driven back to Germany. So it caused a major uh, yeah. sort of dust up. TV presenter turned politician Silvana Simons has been in court this week giving evidence against 22 people who are charged with racially abusing and threatening her online. Simon said she triggered the case because she wanted to show she was a, quote, human being of flesh and blood. The prosecution service is demanding sentences of 60 hours community service for the most serious offenders. So, so these are the people who, in the run-up to the election, and or actually, no, when she de- declared she was running as a candidate, uh, they, they they sort of sent her messages on Facebook and, uh, you know, said, you know, the usual kind of thing, leave the country and uh, and so on. Yeah, and, but uh, there was a few particularly yeah. bad ones, right? Yeah. Like, so her head being superimposed yeah. over yes. an image of being lynched and... Uh, that, and there was even a guy who's, who said outside the courtroom that he wasn't sorry and he would do it again, which seems like it's not going to bode well no, for his he, trial he, outcome. He, uh, he, he denied that he did anything, but he said he would do it again. Oh, <laughs> oh that's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, um, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting that the age ranges range from fifteen to seventy-two. Yep. So it, it it comes from all walks of life. However, it's it's mostly men. It's Twenty-one tw- male defendants and one female defendant. So mm. get your lives together, men. Ruining <laughs> yeah, everything. It's, it's seemingly mostly angry men, isn't it? Bozebuchers, <laughs> as they're called in Dutch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and the, the, the defense has said that. Uh, well, they're arguing that um, the um, the prosecution service uh, shouldn't have taking the case on they're saying that uh, uh, Simons had selected uh, individuals uh, out of about 400 or a couple of hundred people who abused her but, yes. uh, but the, the court threw that out and they said no uh, they're entitled to bring this case and it's going to carry on um, today which is Thursday Was there any reason why these uh, 22 uh, particular uh, uh, cases were brought before court? Well she, um, <coughs> she uh, there were the 22 people that she actually filed official complaints against uh, with the police so she picked out um, uh, mm. 22 cases to you know to kind of focus on that they were, you know, she felt were the, the worst almost you know um, grievous uh, examples of abuse yeah in sports now as uh, the two chinese pandas arrived in the netherlands this week we sent our own wonder of nature to china on sunday max verstappen the 19 year old dutch formula one driver surprised everyone in the chinese grand prix initially starting in 16th place on the grid he turned the wet conditions to his advantage to steer his red bull car into second position eventually ending third on the podium yeah and uh, uh, lewis hamilton was quite uh, complimentary about him wasn't he wasn't yes he, uh, yeah. he, uh, he was uh, almost hugging him on the podium <laughs> which uh, uh, it's a it's an unusual thing for Hamilton to do because he, he usually thinks he's uh, the best <laughs> of the world, which obviously he is. Um, so uh, that was really a nice surprise. Yeah, yeah, he had the consolation he won the race, of course. Yeah, of yeah. course, of mm. course, he could do that. Yeah, so he could afford to be a bit generous. Yeah, but, but uh, Max Verstappen, perhaps appropriately for a Dutch driver, is quite good in the rain. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's 
well, basically his uh, expertise uh, in uh, in the Grand Prix of Brazil in 2016. He he also started somewhere one of the latest uh, drivers, and he uh, he ended up in the podium as well. Yeah. That was a, a, a very rainy race. This was more like a wet race. It rained before the start. Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, uh, Dutch fans were really uh, hoping for another spectacle, uh, uh, and again he uh, he managed to do that. Yeah, they got it. So, so where's the um, next Grand Prix? Is it somewhere wet? Uh, no, it's in uh, Bahrain. So oh. uh, there is a little less rain forecasted there <laughs> well good luck to max in Bahrain. yes indeed yeah. speaking of dutch driving amsterdam offers lots of charming tourist attractions but at least one stag party favorite will be coming to an end this fall the beer bike those large bicycles which groups of tourists pedal around the city center while drinking from an onboard bar have had their day in court although a judge ordered the city council to review its initial decision to ban the bikes and consider the impact on operators ultimately the mayor ruled that the bikes must be gone by november 1st yes but they uh, they aren't entirely banned from the city right no they're only banned from the uh, the touristy areas and the places where people actually want to pedal them basically <laughs> right so poor like you know amsterdam west is allowed to have uh, a beer bikes and so there was some discussion online about whether or not these tour operators would like drive people to the beer bike station and then have them beer bike around there but i think we can all just hope that it goes away yeah just not drive them with the beer bike yeah just no, no more beer bikes i think that that's what's best yeah probably have either of you ever tried to uh, uh, steering a beer bike or serving at the bar i have never even been on a beer bike to be honest paul <laughs> no, i assume no, you've no, had experience neither. with no, this no, no? A, a lot of beer a lot of beer experiences just not a lot of beer bike experiences i mean i've had a lot of beer bike experiences just not on the <laughs> official beer bike <laughs> just biking home after i've had too much beer yeah exactly and uh, after this word from our sponsors, we'll be discussing ourselves. Here in Holland is a new podcast for internationals living in the Netherlands. It is a twice-weekly podcast which focuses on the stories of internationals and expats. The podcast covers topics from manners to chance encounters, and they interview the Dutch and non-Dutch alike to get their insights, advice and stories, ranging from the funny to the sad. Here in Holland is currently creating an entirely crowdsourced podcast and welcomes your submissions. You can send your stories via WhatsApp. Find more information on their website, www.hereinholland.com. The podcast is available in iTunes and other podcasting apps. Because nothing interesting uh, happened uh, this week in the Netherlands, we uh, don't have a topic to discuss about other than uh, ourselves. We yes, well, we're, we're discussing ourselves after I rejected your idea of just discussing pandas, <laughs> before, which was the original proposal. Indeed. Well, it has been uh, three months now uh, since we started this podcast, and uh, we've talked uh, a lot about uh, the news in the Netherlands, and we would like to uh, uh, take a moment to uh, talk to you listeners and to get your feedback and uh, 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 introduce ourselves uh, more properly than mm. we uh, than we did in the past. Yeah. Um, I think the number one listener-related question is, why is Paul here? Indeed, yeah. <laughs> so, Paul, explain yourself. Because I don't have an answer to that. Yeah, I we don't even have an answer yeah. to that. I just, uh, well, there was a state visit to China, and then uh, the Chinese <laughs> president uh, offered me to the king, and uh, now I'm here. Um, no, well, and we have to pay a million euros in rent. So, well, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Do, so, wait, am I supposed to be providing you with 500 kilograms of bamboo a week? <laughs> no, 500 kilograms of coffee will, uh, uh, will, fair enough. will be That there. I can manage. <laughs> yeah, Murphy can get the bamboo to yes. go with his ostrich. Yeah. Yeah. 
indeed. Well, um, I know Molly from, uh, she worked for the university in the library and that's where I study. So uh, we got to know each other uh, 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 because of that. And uh, Molly wanted to uh, start a podcast uh, for Dutch news. And uh, since I'm a big news consumer and I know all these trivial facts about uh, Dutch politics and Dutch news, uh, she thought I would be a, uh, 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 well, a, a good co-host for the podcast yeah we, we needed an, a political anorak we decided because molly and i had met uh, before then i think we we decided we wanted to get a podcast going and we decided what we'll do is we'll um this was just before christmas so we thought we'd, we'd ambush the uh, editor of dutch news uh, robin um and get her drunk and suggest that we should uh, make a podcast so that's what we did and and then with molly what drinks did you get her drunk? gin and tonics, gin and tonics. Yeah. Okay. always works always yeah. works yeah. So that's a tip for our listeners. Yes, if you ever need anything from Robin Pascal, gin and tonics. Yeah. <laughs> so initially, the idea was to have this podcast uh, 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 because of the elections. The elections were approaching, and we would like to, uh, 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 well, uh, inform you about uh, Dutch politics and about uh, the process behind uh, the elections and behind forming a government. And uh, now the elections are over. We decided to just uh, keep going with the podcast. Yeah, both basically because of the pandas. Mostly. Basically because yeah, of the pandas. Yeah. The pandas. Yeah. And now the pandas have arrived, so I think we can just uh, yeah. Stop I think we're doing done. This. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. No, no, we'll need to have uh, constant weekly panda updates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is there going to be a panda cam? I really want a panda cam. Panda cam. Yeah. There, probably. There surely will be. Yeah. 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 But but what we thought the way we conceived it was we thought that um, yeah, th- there wasn't really a podcast for um, people living in the Netherlands who didn't. Speak Dutch uh, and may maybe be, be here for a while for whatever reason, um, and but wanted to have an idea of what was going on in the news. And obviously, Dutch News as a website does that um, with its regular news updates. And we thought there should really be something, you know, some kind of digest that people could actually listen to who maybe you know were, were short of time or just wanted to have a, have an alternative to reading the news on the screen. So, okay. yeah, Dutch yeah. News has been around for ten years. It was yeah. founded by a, a former journalist at the Financiële Dagblad, uh, mm-hmm. Robin Pasco, um, and. It is the largest English language news service in the Netherlands. Um, but one of the things that I think is a good quality about Dutch news is, is that it's very straight journalism. So there's it, it's not it's it's the news, not analysis. And one of the things that Gordon and I had talked about is we kind of wanted to be able to give some yeah a bit more kind of fun, but also analytical and discussiony kind of topics about this, which is not a thing that that Dutch news does. So we wanted to take the opportunity to do that a bit on the podcast. Um, also, we think that we're all hilarious. So we, <laughs> we wanted to have the opportunity to showcase that to yeah. the world. And we all thought we had great insight as well into you know, into Dutch news and politics. Yeah, one of the things that I think is really impressive about this is, is that it's a very different panel of people. I'm not sure that, uh, you know, at a cocktail party that we would even end up in the same sort of social circles. Um, so I'm a 32-year-old uh, American journalist who moved here. Yeah, five years ago. So this is my uh, my my fifth year of living in the Netherlands, um, and I work as a contributing editor for Dutch News. Mostly, what I do there is their social media. Um, my background is in digital journalism. So if you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, that's uh, that's that's me. <laughs> yeah. And what stood out for you about living in the Netherlands? What do you uh, since uh, you've been here five years? What have you learned? I'm mostly I, I re- I'm a fan of the weather. That's mostly like why I'm here. <laughs> no, um, yeah, my background is actually in political science. So I have a, a master's degree in political science, which I'm doing nothing with except for this podcast. <laughs> as my father likes to remind me on a weekly basis. Um, and then I sort of got into communications and journalism from that. And one of the things that I have always found really interesting in all the countries that I've lived in is, is like learning a lot about the political system. And so it, this election in particular, because I had been here for five years now, um, was really fascinating for me to kind of follow. And so this was one of the reasons that we wanted to kind of start 
this podcast is to highlight kind of all the cool and interesting and weird and sometimes off kilter uh, things about the Dutch political system. Bonnetjes. Uh, yeah, bonnetjes. Mm, yeah. Um, but on this podcast, I'm actually probably the least qualified person, as we like to joke, because although I, I certainly have a background in political science, my knowledge of the Dutch elections is not nearly as high as Gordon's and Paul's is. So, Gordon, how long have you been living here? So, I've been living here for about three years because I moved over here with my family um, in uh, 2014. Uh, but I knew the Netherlands very well before that because I married a Dutch woman. Um, uh, if, about uh, well, we knew each other for 20 years, um, and uh, we had two children. And we lived in Scotland, and we had a long term plan uh, to move here so I'd, I'd obviously been visiting a lot and I'd followed what was going on in Dutch news I'd learned to speak Dutch um, uh, mainly so I could communicate with her family although they're from Twente so I didn't have to learn, <laughs> I had to learn how to speak Twente yeah. <laughs> don't speak Dutch over there <laughs> exactly up there um, but yeah so and, 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 and then finally we moved here uh, three years ago uh, we had to put the plan back on hold unfortunately because she was diagnosed with cancer and then shortly after we moved here she actually died so I'm now here um, raising our two children as uh, yeah as an expat family in slightly different circumstances from what we envisaged, but the upshot of that is that uh, I came here with a good grounding in uh, you know in Dutch life, Dutch politics, and as I've understood the place reasonably well, although not as well as I thought. Um, I still learned a lot since I've there been here. There are always surprises <laughs> lurking exactly. behind the corner. Yeah. yeah, and it's gone on from there. And I've got a background in print journalism. I worked at the uh, the Herald in Glasgow, and uh, I've worked for um, uh, newspapers and websites uh, through my career. And I had, but I'd never done broadcasting before, so I was quite keen to have a crack at that and see how that went. And uh, it's been quite good fun so far. I haven't done broadcasting before as well. I haven't done journalism uh, at all in the past, though. I am a civil engineering student here in, the, uh, in Delft at the Technical University. How I ended up here, that's still uh, a mystery to us all. Uh, but I really like, uh, I'm really interested in politics and I'm a big news consumer, so I, uh, I, I have a lot of uh, trivial facts about Dutch politics and about Dutch news, and that is why Molly asked me to join the panel here at the uh, Dutch News did Podcast. Did I ask you, or did you just kind of like turn up and refuse to leave? <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it was probably <laughs> the, the, the latter. It was definitely you that got Paul in. I have nothing to do with it. That's all I'm going to say. And, but you are the youngest member of our panel at the ripe old age of 25. Yes, yeah. so. I'm, yeah, I'm 42, and you're in, in your early 30s. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So we've got a big age difference here. Um, but it did turn out. I think once we sort of started with this idea that we we kind of created a whatsapp group which has become by far the most interesting <laughs> whatsapp group that i am in because there's lots of uh hilarious news discussion and lots of us talking about what each other is posting on twitter um yeah. so it's quite informative yeah, and kind of lots of twitter memes and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah lots of op <laughs> yeah lots of op yeah and we sort of conceived of this podcast um we sort of break it up into two segments we do a bit at the beginning um which is a little bit of a news kind of topics we, we do about six we always try to have a, a funny animal story if we can find one um Gordon and Paul always insist on having some sport for reasons that I cannot explain. Um, and then the second half is a kind of more in-depth discussion of a topic. Um, so today the topic is us. So that's what we're discussing in depth. Um, but we've covered, you know, many other things, the coalition talks, the elections, uh, all sorts of things like that. Um, and I think what we would like to ask uh, you to do is to give us feedback on what you like about our podcast. So send us an email. You can email at podcast at dutchnews.nl. You can also get in contact with us at Facebook and Twitter, um, yeah. also dutchnews.nl. You can get in contact with all of us 
personally, although if you're going to send abuse, please send it to Gordon and Paul, not to me. I'm <laughs> yeah. going on vacation for three weeks. Yeah. We're all individually on Twitter as well, so yes. you can find us there. Yeah, and I think yeah. all of us are on under our uh, sort of real names, so Gordon, Derek, Paul Peters, Molly Quell, if you yeah. kind of punch those into to Twitter, you can find them, but we'll link to our, uh, our our Twitter handles in the liner notes. You can follow us there. And also, if, uh, if you come across any news stories that you think we should cover, or any subjects you'd like us to discuss in more depth, then uh, let us know that as well. Um, that's all we have for you this week. We'll be back next week but without Molly. Yes, but instead you will have Leslie and she will be lovely and you will yes. all enjoy it very much. Yes, so you will it. like her better than Molly. Uh, uh, that's yeah. almost certainly true. Yeah. <laughs> and we hope you have a safe trip, Molly, and uh, that uh, you don't spend too many hours afterwards uh, at the other end unpacking your laptop. And uh, um, which airline are you flying with? Uh, I'm, I'm flying like the pandas with KLM. <laughs> right, so, so not United Airlines. No, I will yeah. not be flying United <laughs> Airlines. So yeah, we well, feel pretty confident that we will be seated on our seats and not drunk <laughs> off the plane yeah, you, kicking you, and screaming. You'll actually get to stay in your seats. That's the plan, yeah. yeah. Yes, oh, so. They didn't tell you they're going to use the two crates of the pandas for you and Neil. So. Uh, you know what? The, yeah. the pandas, the, I mean, we're flying, you know, coach. So I bet you the pandas have a better deal than we did. There's probably more space in those. <laughs> they had an entire pages. plane for themselves. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's fine. Sign me up for the, uh, for yeah. the panda plane. Yeah. Yeah. And have you packed lots of uh, entertainment for on, the, um, for on the flight? Yes, I am. I am a person who gets bored very easily, as my boyfriend knows. So he packs for me like we uh, like one would pack for a five year old. So uh, charge the iPad, put lots of television on it lots of downloaded lots of podcasts to listen to and also um packed a coloring book and yeah. markers is there a picture of hitler in your yes of course book? he <laughs> went immediately to crowdfund and there are only pictures of hitler in this only pictures of hitler i'm very much <laughs> looking forward and to one it. of pan- two pandas and two pandas yeah. and stalin yes. and then panda hitler <laughs> <laughs> a panda that looks like Hitler. Yes, the panda with moustache and a little yes. spot. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that's all we have for you this week. This podcast is a production of Dutch News, which can be found online at DutchNews.nl. We will include links to everything we talked about in the liner notes. You can now send comments, compliments, and abuse by email to podcast at DutchNews.nl. My thanks to uh, Molly Quell and Gordon Derek. I'm Paul Peters, and we'll be back next week. Thank you.